Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one refreshing page of Talmud every day. And today on Eruvin, page 24, the rabbis talk about what happens if a certain area in a residential neighborhood is filled by water. By floods, they write, or any other cause. The rabbis thought to say that the water is considered like seeds. This means that it's regarded as if this area were sown by seeds. It is prohibited to carry in this area. It is no longer considered as having been enclosed for the purpose of dwelling, since it's not normal to live in a place filled with water. Along comes Rav Abba, father of Rav, son, son of Rav Masharshea, and he says... We say in the name of Rava as follows, Water is considered like planted trees, so that one is permitted to carry there. A courtyard filled with water, he says, is still suitable for dwelling, since the water benefits the residents of the courtyard. Essentially, we're talking here about one giant swimming pool. And when I think swimming pools, I think of my friend and teacher, the great corduroy Rav, Mark Oppenheimer. Hello. Hello. It's so good to be with you, and indeed, I am wearing my corduroy shorts for this occasion. Well, for any occasion, but I'm certainly not going to take them off right now. I'm going to keep them on because they are, they're like a talus. Your mustard colored. Yes, but it's a deep mustard. It's deeper than a grape poupon. It's more the, the yellow in a coarse ground mustard. And they are like a talus for my midriff. Your commitment to the garments of your Hasidus are, is very impressive. And you're coming to us, I believe, from your natural habitat, right uh, on the deck by the water? Uh, I am. I'm coming to you uh, from the uh, the ocean shore in uh, the homeland of Massachusetts. So um, trying to inject a little Judaism into the, uh, into the Gentile hills and sand dunes of eastern Massachusetts. It is an honor to be with you, and my chassidim will be listening to this episode with delight. So Corduroy Rav, when I think of swimming pools and people who really appreciate them, not just for their, you know, delightful, refreshing nature, but really for their sort of essential metaphysical delights, you're really the person who comes to mind. What to the Corduroy Rav is a swimming pool? Well, I think that what I like so much about this passage, about the Gemara here, is that it really does say that there's a difference between the swimming pool between the irrigated ditch in which you grow things and uh, the free-flowing water of the ocean or a lake, that they all have different statuses. You know, the swimming pool is private. I think that's one of the most important things to understand about it. And, you know, it's, it's part of the domicile. And I think the rabbis were shrewd to say that, you know, a swimming pool is, is within the Eruv, is private space. Now, Today, I think there are really interesting debates, certainly in American history, and this is something I've read a great deal about, uh, about the status of whether swimming pools can be public. And indeed, there was a movement beginning in the early 1900s to make public swimming pools. And and we should. We should have more municipal swimming pools. It really, the the idea that that the state should fund pools where we gather together and swim together and splash together and have fun together and cool off together was a great advance of American democracy that has sadly receded. There are fewer and fewer public pools now than there were decades ago. But even then, you know, the spirit of those pools, even as they said that they were public, there still was a sense that they had a private 
sensibility to them, that you entered a certain perimeter, uh, maybe through the locker rooms, through the changing rooms, that once inside the enclosure of the pool, that there was a certain decorum, you had to behave a certain way, the lifeguards had a certain authority, the way that a ship captain can perform a wedding on his ship, right? That there was a different kind of law, a different regime. (laughs) And that, you know, a proper pool is its own demarcated space that regulates the behavior and indeed the comportment of those around it. And I think the rabbis knew that. Very different from an ocean, right? An ocean, uh, you know, you can get eaten by a whale. An ocean, you know, the tsunami can come for you. I mean, it's, it's the wilds. The pool is not. The pool is civilization. The pool is where the public domain is extended to your friends and neighbors and, and civic empathy reigns supreme. Uh, And yet, even as we look at pools, I understand from our frequent conversations about this topic, that uh, there is a kind of hierarchy in in the construction of the pool itself. I mean, the the (laughs) rabbis talk at great length about what pools should, or what everything when it comes to Eruvs looks like. And I understand, for example, dear Cordoy Rav, that if I were to offer you an above ground pool, you would look (laughs) at me with disdain. Right. Well, you know, my particular branch of Judaism does not permit me uh, to immerse in an above-ground pool. <laughs> um, indeed, uh, you know, pools that are open to the to the rainwater, outdoor pools, can serve as mikvahs, as mikvahot. But in, in my particular branch, not an above-ground pool. And there's actually a particular reason for that. I think the best pool is one that actually doesn't have obvious borders, you know, that you can once invited in, you can sort of go and sit and dangle your feet and then you can kind of slip in unobtrusively. I think the borders should be porous. The above ground pool is like, it's it's barricaded. It's like you have to climb up a ladder and then dip down in. And it's the ultimate kind of backyard accoutrement. It's more lawn furniture than it is a proper pool. Uh, You know, a a proper pool is at that borderlands. And this, the rabbis are so interested in this, right? Things can slip from being kosher to being trafe with just one, you know, there's a kind of gray area. And then all of a sudden you tip over and you've lost you the status that you thought that you had. And, you know, the kind of pool I like is one that is is almost naturalistic. Uh, in fact, the neighbor's pool that we used to swim in a lot before she had the nerve to sell the house to people who refused to honor our squatters' rights was in fact shaped, made to look like a pond. You know, you want to say this is, um, we are tipping our hand uh, toward nature with this pool. It isn't actually the nap. It is, it is private, but it also has a kind of public spirit. My problem with the above ground pool is I think it's saying this is a piece of private furniture, much like a, a, a a porch on my swing. You know, it, it's, it's, it's for me and it's definitely not for you. And so I think that the in-ground pool, in addition to being more aesthetically pleasing, I would even make the argument that it's a bit more Jewish. The Cordoy Rav, Mark Oppenheimer, there is no limit to your wisdom when it comes to the <laughs> things that are deeply within your domain. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, it, is, it is such an honor. I wish you wide whales of Corduroy and many immersions in uh, the pool of your choice, whatever it might be. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one 
or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.